Welcome to Fans of the Forge, where we're recapping this week, Season 5, Episode 10, The German Halberd. To my right, we have Chris. What up? And to my other right, it's Teresa. Hello. So, let's get into it. We have our four contestants this week. There's Ben, who has nine years of part-time experience. Wait, Ben or Vince? Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about that. (laughs) He comes out. I swear he says his name is Vince, but the title is Ben. The judges refer to him as Ben. He's known as Ben, but I know what my ears heard, and I rewound it many times. He says Vince. Yeah, as we did too. Right. Rewound it so a number of times. We're writing these notes, and I'm like, I have Vince crossed out, Ben. Right. And I asked Sean, I'm like, hey, what did yours say? He has Vince crossed out, and then Ben. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And I wrote something else, too, and I just want to go back to it. Uh, I wrote Ben after I crossed out Vince. Real name is Vince because there's no <laughs> way his name isn't Vince. So anyway, there's that controversy just right off the top, right? <laughs> right off the top. Uh, then we have Phil, who has 50 years full-time experience. Wow. That's a lot, right? So he's my pick. That's Teresa's underdog. Yes. Was the underdog because he was so old? Um, I feel like we've been watching enough of these shows that the guy with the most experience doesn't always win. And so I thought he was like, you know, I'm going with mm. stats on that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then we have comic relief, Dorn, <laughs> first name Dorn, last name Dorn, apparently, who has six years part-time experience. And that's your underdog? Yep. My underdog, and then round out with Jonathan, who has 26 years of part-time experience. I thought about doing <laughs> him as my underdog, but with that much experience, I, I I couldn't put him as an underdog. That ended up being your pick and Teresa's pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, one one note was when asked what Dorn would do with the ten thousand dollars, he said he would fix his teeth, which. You know, needed some fixing. Did need a little fixing, and I did notice on the Facebook chat groups about it that he was actually in there joking about it himself. So we're not poking fun at him; hey. we're just pointing out what he said on the show. He said it on the show. He did a big grin, missing some front. You know, it's all good. The other, the other note to point out was that there were some visible nibble pokage outage <laughs> through I, the shirt. I wasn't the only one to notice it. I and, didn't notice it. And Dorn himself <laughs> even reposted a meme of him saying that forget forging, just use the nips to do the kill and the cutting tests. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad he has a good sense of humor about all of it. Um, so round one, they had to make David Baker's favorite weapon, the Scottish Dirk. And it's a single edge blade with a false edge. That's go one third of the way into the spine, um, and had needed to have a through tang. And um, decorative file work. Oh, and some decorative file work also. Um, they were given each person was given a big ball bearing of fifty two one hundred steel, and it's a very difficult steel to work even in the press. It's just dense. It just doesn't really form that easily. Um, 
Plus, and it's also harder to heat up a ball yes, bearing like yeah. that. Anything, any large object takes longer to heat up. Mm-hmm. Um, these challenges seem to be getting increasingly impossible. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're giving them difficult they, steel in a difficult shape, and they have to make this blade that has all well, sorts of things going and on. And then he also said, uh, Will even said, we're, it's, didn't he say on this one, it's like uh, the final round weapon? Like when you go back to the home forges, mm-hmm. he made a note of that. Like, this is a weapon you normally make at your home forge. Yeah. Yeah. And round four. Um, and uh, Dave Baker was in a kilt. Yep. The though whole time. He, was he, though? Because I could have sworn at first during round one he had been wearing pants. And then in round was two. It, it was round two that they show. We, and you we can see, see his under legs. The table. <laughs> and all of a sudden you see that he has his legs in the kilt. On. Really? Like, I feel like if you were to go back, and I'll I'll try to find it and put it up on the. You're screen You're not mixing here. up episodes. No, I. This is the first time that I've seen one with him okay. doing a kilt, and I'm pretty sure he had pants on in the first shot, and then kilt on in round two. Okay. I'll check. If I'm wrong, you'll see yeah. it up here. Who knows? All right. And oh, during yeah. this episode, you're on the floor. <laughs> so I was really sick yesterday while we were going through two of these episodes, this one and the the previous one that we recorded. And I was most comfortable lying flat on the floor with my eyes closed and listening to the episode. And I heard Doran say something. I don't know what he said, <laughs> but I mean, I was, I had my eyes. I just goes, I don't like him. And, and my t- response was, he's your underdog. <laughs> like, oh, damn it. Yeah. I, yeah. It was, it was, I was not in a good way yesterday, but anyway, moving forward. Um, looks like, John doesn't seem to like math too much. Yeah, I wrote that one because of the third. He was third, like, third. well, the requirement was a third. And he's like, well, uh, know, it's more than a third. It's more than a third. It's still good. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's true. A third, you know, half is more than a third. Good, yep. good going. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then when it came to quenching, Ben goes for the quench, pulls it out. Puts it on the anvil, takes his file, runs it across. It's biting. The blade is still pretty hot. And the judges are saying, you can't file check it that early. It's still at like 900 degrees. You just pull it out of the oil. It's got to cool down before you do the file test on it. Mm-hmm. But he apparently doesn't know that. So he throws it back in the forge, gets it hot, goes for quench number two, <laughs> pulls it out, does an immediate file check. The judges are again saying, "What are you doing? You that you have to wait." But Ben doesn't know. Ben doesn't hear him, and so he goes back for a third quench. And I guess he waited long enough. He checks it, and <laughs> I mean, I've never seen anyone go more than three quenches. Yeah, I think it's pretty much impossible at that point. Your, your blade's just not going to last. It's not going to make it. But he pulls it out, checks it, and it's okay. He stops there. Um, then Dorn kind of went with the same thing. He quenched it pretty hot, pulled it out hot. It was still kind of glowing, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, I, he heats it up again. He goes for a second quench. And I don't know, he, he's done after that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Quenches are a pretty big problem with everyone on the show, apparently. Um, I guess just a lot, a lot lies in getting the quench just right. And if you don't do it right, like these guys were doing, it could really have some very bad consequences when you go to test it. But this is the first one I've seen where they were two contestants were so consistently just doing it wrong. 
Like even, I mean, Doran had the least amount of experience here, but I feel like that would be something you can probably pick up early on is that you have to make sure that you, you quench it. And, yeah, and then you wait. Or from watching the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay, true. Like with these, you, you see it every episode. That, you know, and they, the guys, the judges always talk about it. So I figure at this point, if you know about this show, you've seen a couple episodes, you know, do you should know by now. I know by now. But when there's a timer, you panic. That's probably you can't throw of all knowledge out the window. Though. You I mean, can. But that's how it goes. And it makes part of the show work because then now you have these problems with the blades you know is it too brittle now is it going to have cracks is it going to warp you know is it going to make it through the test and this is all things judges consider when they go in and deliberate so uh let's see uh phil had a warp in his tang Mm -hmm. when the judges were checking it out uh no big deal really Mm -hmm. um ben had some cracks big surprise um Dorn, he didn't really have a typical point. It was more of a chopper point. This thing needed to be kind of come to a point, not just be a flat mm. with the the blade coming up. Um, and uh, let's see, Jonathan had some service cracking, and Ben got the boot, and so none of us picked Ben. So we, we did pretty good. Yeah, we are getting better at picking, as as noted by (laughs) Teresa. So for round two, they had to add a handle, a brass guard, and a pommel cap. There wasn't a whole lot to note here. Phil, he was very precise, and he actually decided to go with the burn-through method, which the judges are not fond of, but a guy with 50 years of full-time experience... He soared through it. Like, he had the temperature perfect. Yep. He picked the right handle material so that he could very easily just insert it, and it went right in. It was almost like just hot knife into butter. Exactly. Sort of it and was he, just... He used a vice instead yeah, of just, like, leaning on it. And he had the gloves on <laughs> while he was holding the blade part. Yep. It was, everything about it was very well done. And just, he does that all the time, he said. Yeah. He's like, I do burn throughs all the time. Yeah, so he knew what he was doing, and he accomplished what a good burn-through should look like. He pulled it off. Uh, Jonathan, his torch was not lighting properly. He just couldn't get it going. He had to go to a secondary torch to get the thing, to get he any He went with the little, fire. like, plumber's map gas torch instead yeah. of the big oxycetylene. He couldn't figure out how to make that work. He hadn't used one since high school, he said. So um, the judges didn't really, they're like, you're not going to get the tank hot enough or the blade hot enough to, to fix that, but he, he Made it kind of work somehow. Yeah, yeah, to work. But he also tried to put a pin in his handle uh, by drilling through after the fact, and he they were concerned that he didn't know exactly where the tang would be when he was drilling through it, and he was drilling down into it, and he he was trying not to cut through the edge of it and possibly break the tang and and weaken it. Yeah, and so he ended up ditching it all together and just filling the hole back in with epoxy. And then Doran decided he was going to go with a framed tang where he basically traced the outline on his handle material and then used a grinding tool to grind out the profile for it. And and I thought it looked pretty good, actually, the way that he mm-hmm. put it together. Then he also he, he did, he fixed the point on his uh, a little bit to make it more of a point and not as so much of a, a flatness. 
but then he also went and he did some decorative grinding along the handle too, which was actually mm-hmm. nice looking. It was very nice looking um, Dirk. Not, is that the Dirk that yep. they were doing? Yeah, yeah, at the end. So overall, even though, you know, there was some minor issues possibly with it, it still looked pretty good. And so the, the sh- judging came down to the strength test, which was an oil can hammering where they bent at it would just take a hammer to the top of this thing and punch it down through the top of an oil can. All of them passed the test without any major issues. For Phil, there was a little bit of minor roll. For Doran, he had some more noticeable rolling. And for Jonathan, his handle was not very comfortable. Uh, After that, they were then going through the sharpness test, which was the apple slice. So this was David Baker, where he has a metal guide that he kind of puts the knife on, and then he slides it across. Like a dozen apples or something. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. a dozen apples, and you see how cleanly it cuts through the apples. Phil and uh, Jonathan cut through very nicely. There was maybe a little bit of minor issue with, uh, I believe it was Jonathan's where his had rolling, so it was like it kind of left a little edge, or maybe that was Phil's. That one was of, Phil's. One of them had yeah. a little bit of not the cleanest cut, but Doran's was just not a slicer at all. It was too much of a wedge shape, so that when David's tried to slice through it, it it got about partway through one of them and actually broke the apple, and then the rest of them it didn't even cut like through at all. It just kind of was bumped off. So unfortunately. Doran would not be getting his teeth this episode. Yeah. He was booted uh, from round two, and now we move on to the the final round. Round three, and then they go home to build the German halberd, which is a combination axe, hook, and spike. It was used by Swiss armies during medieval era. Um, it was used by foot soldiers against knights on horseback, where they would hook them from their horses to try to catch them and dismount them and then kill with the spear or the axe. So why is it called a German halberd if the Swiss armies were using it? And I thought that the Swiss were supposed to be neutral. Maybe that's more recent. They are now. (laughs) (laughs) I think at the time, you know. Yeah, the more medieval times, I guess, there was no neutrality at that point. Um, And these are very tall weapons. The length of the shaft must be six feet from end to center junction. So they go home. And Jonathan becomes sick on his way home, so he's feeling ill the whole time. By day four, Phil had taken his pieces. He was doing like a four-piece and welding it together versus Jonathan was using one piece and kind of cutting it apart, stretching it out. By day four, Phil's welding that stuff together. He's grinding it. It's looking great. Day five, Jonathan is still forging with his coal forge, his propane one broke right oh no it wasn't big enough and he, oh that's so right he couldn't fit his uh didn't fit yeah um but they both managed to get weapons together and back to the forge for the judging the kill test was done by um rj Markaida this time mm-hmm. and with the ballistics dummy they had a thrust hack and attempt to dismount kill test which they both passed now i would just like to say i'm going to go on change.org and start a petition that they need to have a separate camera on Doug during this test at all times so that he's in focus and it's a nice clear shot of his face. If he's not the one doing the kill test, there needs to be a shot of his face. I want to see him, even if he's not 
even if it's not a kill test, right? Just any other like, like strength test. Tests. He should be like picture <laughs> right. in picture style on the little screen. square somewhere. Yeah. With At Doug. all times, just Doug Marcata's face. Doug um, Cam. Just the Doug Cam. That's perfect. <laughs> so look for that on change.org. Please, history, add the Doug Cam to Forged in Fire. But it's so genuine with him in the back where it's like he's not the focus so he can just enjoy. Well, don't happening. tell him about it. Don't t- okay. Doug, don't don't listen. Don't watch this episode. <laughs> All right. So then they had the strength test, which was chopping corrugated steel. Um, Phil's did great. Jonathan's passed, but there was a bit of a bend in the axe blade, which affected his ability to cut the fish in the sharpness test. So both of them fully cut through the fish three out of four times. Um, but Jonathan's was more difficult to use and Dave Baker had to really focus on trying to cut from a particular part of the axe blade. And for that reason, Jonathan was eliminated and Phil wins. Which means that Teresa got the underdog pick and Sean, his main pick, was the winner, Phil, with 50 years experience. Good job, Phil. And we forgot to mention, at the beginning of the episode when we were doing our picks... And I was lying on the ground oh, with my yeah. eyes closed. Teresa made me not look at any of the people and only listen to the amount of experience and then the like initial introductions. And that's how I made my picks. And, <laughs> and it was a it was another inadvertent uh, beard bro pick uh, when I picked Jonathan. Yes. And Jonathan, when he did come in for that last test, like every time you saw him <laughs> prior to that, he had a hat on. And then he came in with these long, flowing, gorgeous yeah. locks that were just like Fabio walking into yeah. there. Yeah. It was amazing. So we were trying to control for the beard bro this time, but then three out of four of them had beards. Yeah. So maybe next time we'll, we'll try again. Yeah. Try again. I'll, I'll do it blindfolded or eyes closed or something. But <laughs> anyway, it was a good episode. Season five, episode 10, German Halberd. Please like this video. Please subscribe to our channel if you like these wrap-ups. Please leave us a comment or some love below in the comment section. And thank you for watching. We'll catch you on the next one. Like that? Yeah, my Arcaida. <laughs>